Hi guys, it's Graham here from the podcast. Just before the podcast starts, I just want to let you know what we think. So we really appreciate every single listen that we get and we, we're doing our best. You never ever charge for anything. But we have signed up over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. So there's no subscription. It's a one-time thing. You can do it at your leisure. But basically, if you want, you can gift us the price of a cup of coffee. So if you would buy us a cup of coffee, for, for listening to the podcast it's a way to do it now we would never no not a case we would never but we, we're trying our best never not demonetize but there is running costs obviously there's time there's one to help guys to give up a lot of their free time and stuff they get better mics and better quality stuff and have more time to put out better quality content now listen if you don't want to do that that is more than okay honestly we hope that you just keep enjoying the free content and and just supporting the podcast for your lessons because it really does help. We absolutely love doing it and we appreciate every lesson, every bit of feedback and everything going. So if you want, you'll find the link on our Twitter. It's pinned or on our link tree. It should be in there too. So it's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is Graham and I'm quite sick today. So I'm up in bed and joining me onto the duvet the Chicago Dave. Thanks for climbing onto bed, mate. <laughs> How are you, Graham? Um, I tell you what, I tell you, the sickness was a lot better than watching that match. Um, <laughs> so yeah, me, and, me and Dave's just here to give you our reaction to that pitiful performance. Um, Apologies for that. We pause there. I thought it would pause with Gordon because it lasted 40 seconds. What a load of absolute shit has just came out of his mouth. He'd rather focus on, you know, they were better in the second half. Well, on the on those buzzwords that Dennis loves to use. Well, let's let's focus on um caveat to that. So Dave, that first shot I should say that they were better in the second half. That would not be hard, would it, mate? <laughs> That's not saying much, considering that first half. Um, no, he's just came across by TV here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not one ever really throw a performance or the players under the bus. But um, I'd be interested to see what was said at halftime after that. Surely you're saying that's not good enough. Um, I mean, obviously, you could see where they were trying to, to maybe affect the game, maybe trying to hurt them. But it was just it was just rushed and it, it looked mindless at times. Um few passes across the back and then just ultimately just pumping it forward. Which obviously we know like uh Sean Deitch and this Everton team wanna get the ball back to front quickly, but I, I I don't know. I couldn't tell what was missing today. i it just seemed like we weren't even attempting to 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 win the ball higher up the pitch. Like and create those transitions closer to the Crystal Palace goal. But, um, yeah, not not hard to improve on that first half performance. No doubt. Definitely not. Um, in terms of it, just how I seen it was, it was just, it was actually, it was actually really scary. How, how out of focus they looked. They looked absolutely terrified. They looked completely disjointed. They didn't have any chemistry. The thing that we've seen actually build up that right hand side for me, Jesus Christ, Ben Godfrey and Ashley Young. That's that's horrendous. That's the options. 
when if you have Unana there back fit that you could put him on the midfield, drop Garnardy right back, at least have something creative. I know why I go hard on Ben Goffrey and I go hard because he's not good enough. And it's really annoyed me that this uh this is really emergence of uh, people rating him because he's been out of the team. Like uh used to be said a lot in the pod, Everton's best player was the player on the bench. Well, Goffrey just coming on and maybe just giving a bit of no nonsense in a game and doing quite well for one match has been absolutely bang shite for the rest. Um, but he gets a free pass off so many Evertonians and hey, you know what? So be it, but I'm not going to I'm not going to bow to that because what I see is horrendous. He's he's running the ball and pushing up and giving it to Ashley Young and then stopping his run like that was just the epitome of that today from that side. Ashley Young absolutely horrendous, so far off the pace. Her on the ball, his head's down when he gets the ball. It's, it's his head has to look straight down because he I don't think he trusts the ball to stick to his feet. Uh, James Garner absolutely lost today in that midfield. It was just, it was, I think it was you put on the the voice note of the of the circus music, and it was, it was so apt as it could have played over the top of that screen or like Benny Hill music. I swear. <laughs> uh, there was a there was a forty second stretch there when, like, uh, Ben Godfrey won the ball in the corner, and like uh, took a heavy touch in the ball came out to Ashley Young, and he had about twenty yards on the uh on the palace lad and. The Palace I still caught up to him. And like I just started laughing at that moment. And then Palace came down the other end and the ball was just bouncing all over the place. It yeah, it legitimately looked like like footy you'd see at a circus. Like if the Harlem Globetrotters did did, did footy or something like that. It was <laughs> yeah. It was bonkers. Two two teams lacking lacking quality. I mean, I know probably a little bit more worrying for us when you consider like that's uh that's a weak palace side there without you know, as a without Olise, and then and that's yeah. a that's a near strength Everton side there. Maybe okay, the right back, maybe the right winger, maybe Onana in there. It's, it's you could argue, but I wouldn't say it's starting eleven. But yeah, I agree. I, I thought yeah. I just just there's so many quite like look at and this is the thing, and this is where it's so awkward and frustrating and annoying, especially with the discussions me and you have had late in the, the early hours of the morning in regards to Tyson stuff because. Without the point deduction, and I know people say, "I ah, but you can't talk about it because it's happened." Well, you you can talk about it because there's still points that this team have earned. So it's a case of we would be comfortably mid table, and would we already be saying the flip flops are on? Would we already? Yeah, be I mean, saying no, I that? mean, yeah, we'd we'd be we'd be ten points off it now, right? Because we're on twenty <laughs> points, ten point deduction. We'd be ten points off safety in in February, you know. So. It'd be a but, completely but different what, story. What I would say is there would be panic now saying we're only 10 points off that uh, off relegation places after yeah. that performance. That's yeah. scary. I know DeCorey has to get sharp again, but look, I was already, and I know I give it to Ben Goffrey. It seems to be my favourite thing to do. because I think he's shit. But you look at Calvert-Lewin tonight. Don't get me wrong. I was mentioning in the group these boys about I feel for him a bit because our players create nothing for him. But again, the, the caveat is... Him. I thought he had chances tonight. You know what? I thought he looked That's, that's, what, that's thought... what I'm saying, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, that's, sorry, that's what I'm saying because he had chances. He had opportunities to close and press the ball. He had options to hit the ball early, first time. And he's not taking those. So he's completely... He's, he's completely... like He's dissolved of, of, uh, of confidence. There's just nothing there. But and at the same time, 
there's no one else to, to drag him up, do you know what I mean? Which is terrifying. And then when you're saying bring Beto on and then you see Beto come on there and just anything tight, he looks so confused and he looks like he's at six eyes, so he doesn't know where to look, but he, every one of them's blind anyway. It's fucking <laughs> horrendous. Like, it, it's just so bad, mate. It's Dwight McNeil, miles off it too. Dobbin there didn't get it. Did Dobbin get on the night? No, he didn't. Tonight? He should He should have, because I'll tell you what, the thing that was shocking to me is like, uh, how many times do you see Dwight McNeil end up behind Mikolenko, but yeah. 40 yards from the goal? Like, Okay, that's something you see in in terms of good teams, the fullback getting getting beyond the winger, but closer to the goal, right in the final third. Um, whereas, like you see, oftentimes like Mikalenko's like stood 10, 15 yards in from the halfway line, and then McNeil's the one on the halfway line. It's like something's something's going wrong there in terms of it seems as though, especially in the first half, it was apparent when we get the ball, everybody's just making forward runs. <laughs> There's nobody thinking, let me come short and just get the ball on the ground and, and turn if the space is available. Everybody's making forward runs. But then when we get in the final third, there's nobody looking to make forward runs be, beyond the, the the opposition back line, or in, in this case, Palace's back line tonight. Um, it was it was really apparent. But yeah, Mc, McNeil, I thought hey, just that if there was a moment tonight that kind of encapsulated the game. It was Dwight McNeil on the break. All he's got to do, take take your man on. You're you're in the opposition half. Take your man on, and he doesn't. He he turns back when the break's on and and thinks, you know, let me see what else is available. When all you got to yeah. do is just put put the ball beyond beyond your man ten yards and go for pace. And if you don't beat him, you don't beat him. You know what I mean? Just just take that risk. But. It's the yeah, basics. I, mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's just lagging the basics everywhere. Really, it's for such a back to basics coach that he's this the stigma. I don't know if he would call it that, but I'll, I'll call it that in respect of, of the conversation. But if it, if he's a back to basics coach, that basically just demands you know work your area, use your area, communicate, rotate. You know, you expect to be hard to break down. You know, two banks of four and a bank of two. If that's your defensive shape, which it always, which he always described yes that it would be. But that midfield, whenever Palace actually get the ball on the ground, regardless be it the first half or the much better second half, you know that he couldn't wait to say about it. Palace played with ease, as you say, through that midfield without ease or less, or at least say so. Like if they were available, like if if, if Edward wasn't such a fucking donkey and they were available, I don't know. If your granddad had balls, should be your granddad, you know what I mean? But that could have been a massively, massively different game. And I have to question that team he's putting out. There's loyalties there that I just do not get. Every single supporter, be you armchair, the season ticket holder, the someone who just likes the colour blue watching that match, knew there needed to be at least two or three changes at halftime. There's there's not hanging your players out to dry. But if you're going to not hang them out at the expense of your fans... Well, get a fucking crap yourself because everybody's yeah. seen it. And if you want to ignite that crowd, you make that change that the crowd know, knows needs to happen. And not just for the crowd, you have the fucking sense because the fucking match needs that change. It's a squad of players should be big enough and able enough to be taken off. 
think plus points for it on Everton's squad tonight was just I thought Renano looked refreshed. He he did do well when he came on, fantastic for the head. Yeah, he did. And I thought, changed like, the game, I got the goal as well. You know, Michalenko was the only player I, thought, I felt it was just um there was no stress on him. Literally just did his job every time. Did really well. Tried to hitting shots at goal, trying to cross the ball on when he could first time do what's wanted of him. So I just think in that term. I'll give credit there because I thought he did really, really well. Pickford's kicking tonight. Tim and Tarkovsky looked to be fighting the entire night. Yeah, he was, Pickford was erratic tonight, it, it seemed. Yeah. A few good balls, but a few really shocking ones. Um, didn't have much to do, to, to be fair, um, in the goal, but his kicking was a little bit sporadic. I, I thought Mikolenko was decent tonight. I thought he was the only one who was decent. I thought uh, Garner was was lucky to stay on instead of Ghana. To be honest with you, I'm not sure if they're watching Ghana's fitness. I thought that Ghana in uh, the first half was one of the few trying to make things happen. Uh, I use yeah, that term loosely. Uh, trying to get the ball off the center backs a little bit and turn when he could, but there were very few moments when he could turn, but he was still bouncing it between the center backs, trying to open up the space in behind. But um, Calvert-Lewin, yeah, I mean, a few chances, man. That's, I think... I got a text off somebody today. No, no goals in nineteen games, and he's seriously lacking confidence. And I would say, yeah, just bring Beto in, but like, I don't know. I'm not convinced by him either. And I think that Calvert Lewin actually tonight won a lot of his battles and was good on the ground. But you know, you're a center forward for a reason, and and that's the reason is when you get service to put the ball in the back of the net. And I thought he had a couple opportunities there that. You know, a couple of years ago, when you're talking about him, him and his pomp under Ancelotti, he takes those chances. Those are his bread and butter balls put in front of him for for him to head, and he takes those chances. But I don't know. I, I he's snatching at him. You can kind of see him. He's he's snatching at him. Um, yeah. you can see there was mind. He's already missed him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah spot that's, on. That's, so. That's... That's that's the that's that's the age of the blade for me in, in terms of a striker as well, where you can see a striker has he's already scored the goal before he's had it. Or you can yeah. see he's already missed and Calvert Lewin is terrified at the moment. I think as well, I agree with all your points there. Um in terms of teams. So we definitely seen the majority of the same match. I would just add there too, which was which can really confuse me with the Garner sub. I, I just thought the opportunity was there for even even I would have had Dobbin on the right. I would have had uh Garner moved on the right back. They at least have a ball playing, athletic right back because Garner Garner hampered Ghana's game because I found that Ghana was covered a lot of ground himself. And the fact that Garner doesn't have much going on in his game tonight actually maybe hampered Ghana and maybe found Dice to take him off for Onana. Do you know what I mean? And this, this yeah. isn't being going after. I just, I just think he could have had a much better balanced side if he threw Garner to right back. Um, just maybe put Dobbin on the right hand side with him. Give Harris in that left hand side. Give him a chance because McNeil was thinking to play this out and stick Beto up there, or even go for a bit of Tremelli. Because for me, at nineteen, at nineteen minutes, or yeah, certain minutes. Jesus, apologies for nineteen goals now with or games without a goal. That's beyond. We have to stick with and support him. That has to be you are out of the team and you earn it. That has to be there. And regardless of how good or bad Beto is, he needs a run. It could take him four or five games to get up the pace where he actually could be clinical um, over over the space of a few games once or twice. 
which is very, very sad in itself saying that. But um, I think that opportunity there, or God forbid, just put it in Shermetti, even to wear a team down if you don't trust better for that length of time and just say to Shermetti, this is where you earn experience and just run and close down. We've seen he's aggressive. Better for the size of him. He looks quite soft, to be absolutely honest. I don't know what they're to do. Sean Dyche gets the big bucks to do that. But for me, what I'm saying, again, it's this one because, you, yes, you can throw it back. We'd be 10 points better off. And that's so, so annoying with this Andre position. It just really is. It's so fucking frustrating. But ultimately, regardless of where you are on the table, that performance screams questions for me and a mate. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I mean, that's not saying Saka, I'm and... just saying. No, nah, I mean, yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know me, I'm a Deutsch apologist. Uh, but I think it's okay to say, like, he, st- he still might be the man for Everton, at least in this time. And he has, yeah. he has his limitations and he has a glass ceiling. But I don't think the end game is, like, what you've seen tonight. But with that being said, obviously tonight was not good. Um, and I think it's just compounding frustrations, too. Like, there's definitely a, a hint of, of pressure to, to get a win from a game like this because of that 10-point deduction. And I hope we receive some... Oops, sorry, fellas. Dryer's just gone off. <laughs> um, you know, I hope we receive some good news between, you know, probably not tonight at this point, but uh, more likely tomorrow or knowing the Premier League and Sky Sports probably Friday this week. <laughs> um, in terms of the point deduction, I hope we receive good news. And it kind of takes a little bit of that pressure off. And it is just that compounding like frustration of the past two seasons. And then this season where... We're all saying the past two seasons what we'd give for just an, a boring Everton side that that finished like twelfth or eleventh, you know what I mean, and are just comfortably mid table for the majority of the season, and and that's what we'd have if it weren't for this point deduction. And unfortunately, this this point deduction does just compound that frustration in terms of a one-one draw at home. And to be fair, I mean where you can level Deitch and where it's hard to defend him is. The home performances, like you know what I mean, we we should be comfortably beaten. Yeah. No disrespect to Palace, but aside, no, like Palace, we should be comfortably beating them at home. Palace. Yeah, with a near full strength squad, um, we just should. That's that, in my opinion, you know, especially Goodison under the lights and everything like that. Um, but this this is the thing as well, though, Dave. That's so fucking annoying because. We're having to rely on special moments of individual magic or set pieces. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Should you be Pep Guardiola? They, God bless him, Roy Hodgson or whoever. You have to have more in your locker than those two things. You have to have more. And this is where I'm starting to fucking go back to being that big bad boo boy where I'm just like, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. It's not. And the fact that we're like that, those... Attri- those key attributes are, are fantastic for away from home, but at home we have to do more, and we just have not for far too long, for far yeah, too long. And it's I been think found it's, out. I think it's personnel, Graham. Like me personally, I think it's personnel. And are you saying farewell then? We bought well, farewells, brother. <laughs> we bought me on the. I know you'll love that. I but fucking like... hate name or uh, <laughs> but I hate farewell as well. Just thought I'd put that on there. Shade, but so I think it, it maybe it is personal. Like maybe you need like a, a a more dynamic winger at home who who maybe doesn't doesn't do the work back. But if you have Seamus Coleman in at right back, 
do you need somebody to to be back there covering for him the whole entire time? Probably not, right? If if you had a fully fit Seamus Coleman, say, just for imagination's sake, you could put a more dynamic winger in there instead of Harrison, and you know, or you could put a more dynamic player in in the Decore role or even in behind him that maybe doesn't do as much defensive work. What's that? You might see a different heart. You might see a different Harrison out left. This is what I mean. Like the highlights here for the weekend are on in front of me, and it is absolutely ridiculous. The, the confidence coming out of it is different wingers here, and and whether gathering goals just just in front of me on the screen, and you're just thinking to yourself, we've absolutely nothing. We're so fucking terrified. We're so terrified. There's absolutely yeah. nothing, and you're right. There's nothing dynamic. There just isn't. There's there's I there's think... no. We're going to take this to them. It's just yeah, uh, Harrison. I... That's what I'm saying. Give Dobbin that. Give Dobbin a start. Let him grow into a game. Honestly. I don't care where we are now at the moment because what we're doing isn't working. Give Harrison. I think what you're seeing is. Sorry, no, I was just going to say he needs to go out the right. Or sorry, he needs to go out the left because he hasn't got it. McNeil's costly got it. McNeil's stinking it out. Let McNeil come off the bench and give Dobbin a go. Let Dobbin start on the right. I know Dan Jim is injured, but if you're not going to play him anyway, then start bleeding the man. In regards to the personnel, where where are the. Where's the magic that Thelwell should be bringing in? It's just unimpressive. And I know people don't want to hear that, but it's fucking true. It just really is true. And uh, Sean, Sean Dyche needs to get more out of his team. And it's not a case that they don't have the ability because we've seen magic from them before on a consistent basis, regardless of how shite they are. But ultimately, he needs to get it out. So it's what his co- he and his coaches are doing. No harm to you. If his centre forward hasn't scored in 19 matches, who is capable of 20 goals in the league, well, you know, Steve Stone and Aimon, uh, what you need only as your fucking main coaches. No, get a striking coach in now. Go get a striking coach if you can't buy a striker. Get someone yeah, on who's going to work with new ideas. In my, ideas in, my are- opinion, in my opinion, Graham, like I think it's it's a pragmatic side. Like I just think it is. I think that's what we are now. And I know I've said this on every single pod I've been on. I think we've gone from being a, a consistently bad team to an inconsistent team and that's fair. Uh, yeah. and I and I think a, a pragmatic team like any any optimist or uh whatever way you want to say it like a, anybody who wants to go and is 110% committed there tonight to getting three points probably right Eh, maybe not. Maybe I'm overestimating it and doing Deitch a little bit of a disservice here. But probably after it goes 1-1, you probably put Dobbin on. You probably – just that was my thought, and I know I think you said the same in in the group chat. You put Dobbin on at 1-1, and you just think, go out there, have a go, kid. But with Deitch and and, and the staff, they're, they're pragmatic in their approach, so they're probably thinking in terms of, all right, that's got us one goal. Maybe it'll get us a second. And if it doesn't, well, we've got a point from behind in terms of in terms of what's happened in the game. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that pragmatism has probably won us more points than than just tonight. Um, and that that's not me defending it. That's just me analyzing in terms of when it goes one one. Other managers probably look to their bench and they probably put on Dobbin or if Dan Juma was available tonight, they put on Dan Juma. But, you know, Sean Dyche and, and what he is with his limitation probably keeps it 1-1. And 
like I said, you know, I'll just reiterate the fact that maybe that pragmatism has gotten us to 30 points in the middle of February with, with a need for, for a couple more wins or a few more wins and a couple more draws to, to get us to safety before March for the first time in, in a couple seasons. So, yeah. like I said, I do think we've improved, but there's still, there's still massive issues within, within the side and, and where we want to be as, as a team. And I don't know. <laughs> just at this point, I, I, I'm just hoping for, for a little bit of good news this, this week after not winning a footy match for two months on the bounce, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, well, yeah, I, I agree to an extent, and that's the frustrating part because you speak a lot of sense there. But just for me, I seen a lack of application. And then when I seen Palace score, I seen an I seen a lot of possession with a lot of panic. I seen a relaxed, a relaxed Everton after Unana got a goal. And I seen the team then in the last 10 minutes, and that's including injury time. Just a, a team that was happy with the draw. Seen a team that was happy to get out of there with a point out of Goodison, Everton at home. Yeah, the that that last that last minute or two when Palace had the ball in the corner was agonizing, wasn't it? If was, you know, I think I already I'd used... be at the dentist to be honest with you, mate. I'd rather be at the dentist. I'd rather be at the it was... the <laughs> it, it it summed up kind of you know a I lot of our frustration probably this season. Billy Zane, the the referee looked like Billy Zane, didn't he? He was just like. <laughs> he was like, get it back out. And he's seen he was being at him. You know, he didn't care about oh, the six second rule. I think I counted 14 seconds. Uh, yeah. Been helping me pass his keeper, but he manages to inconsistent like that. But when they're being adamant at that point of the game, it's just fucking stupid. Absolutely fucking stupid. But hey, go for the sake of five yards. But Godfrey, they be stupid to keep doing it. You see, Tarkovsky loses absolute shit. It's just, they were done. They, they were absolutely done there. I seen, I thought yeah. Arsenal was still trying for a goal. There was, but I, I, I'm not saying certain players individually weren't trying, but as a collective, it did not look like it was trying enough. But look, we're sort of going in circles with all that, so we can leave it there. Um, just like they put out some apologies to regular listeners, we've we've had a, a hell of a, a, a lot going on in regards to the people on the pod. So we haven't been able to do stuff. Uh, we didn't get a reaction done from Man City. No one was available. Um, do you want to react to Man City? Shite. Um. Limited them in a way, but obviously, again, you see the same thing almost as today. No plan, kind of a little bit, uh, a little bit. uh, What I would say is a little bit too basic going forward. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, like there, there were positives from that, but overwhelmingly, I mean, you're playing a treble win inside, and I'm not saying we shouldn't go there with with a good mentality and an expectation, but uh, quality shown through in the end there at City. Yeah, I didn't think I needed one to be absolutely honest, but yeah. I say shit, but it wasn't, as I say, 2-0 against City. It says it all for the level of... Yeah, I mean, to, to limit them to, to no yeah. shots on the goal. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like... Listen, this is where I fall out of a, a little bit of it, is this idea that you need to play football a certain way nowadays. You, you need to be able to do it. Okay, I think in order to be a good side, you have to have some kind of concrete structured plan in possession, sure, to to create high quality chances. But this idea that you need to go to the Etihad against the treble win inside and play him off the park, it's it's a little bit naive and you have to understand your your teams and, and your squad's limitations at times in, in terms of quality. Yeah, you so, wanted a 3-0 one. 
what's sort of Evertonian are you? I, I want to three nil one. But look, um, last last question. I just want uh, one word answer. Um, so the points verdict supposed to be this week. Hopefully, we will get a wee, uh, weekly done th- this week. Um, I'll try and get one done if I'm not as dead as I feel like. Like, but um, yeah. I, I felt personally as well hasn't really needed weekly because it's been the same stinking news just recycling and circling the toilet bowl to be absolutely honest and I'm yeah. sick of talking it's horrible it. just a, it's yeah, it's horrible. Football. Can't really do that. but if we are to get any points back how many would you hope to get back how many would I hope to get back or how well, many do sorry, I think sorry, we'll get back I hope 10 and I think we should get 10 Um, how many do you think that we are going to get back. I think we'll get six points back. I think four. Right. We will leave it there. Um, so Dave, we're getting thanks. five points back then. We'll 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 do a <laughs> we'll do a summary. That, that's five less than, than we should have back. I think it's an yeah. absolute fucking joke. I think it's pathetic. Um and the fact that they're able to get away with it and it's at our expense is just it's just killed my love for the game even more. So there's uh, I'm with you, man. Modern footy shite. It's so soft. So soft. My son's been taken out of football. He's going to rugby now because no way he's run to do that much. Shite. Right. Anyway, that's enough of that. Um, Dave, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, guys, get for another podcast and we'll see you in the next one. Keep the heads up and hope for the best. All the best. Peace. Now that Evan, are we? Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Evan Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com.